Hello, and welcome to episode 63 of the 21 Handshake Marketing Podcast. If you're new to listening, welcome. Our podcast covers social media news and digital marketing trends for anyone who is involved in business. So whether you're in B2B or B2C, whether you're on the marketing or the sales team, we go over tips, trends, and we hope to leave you with some actionable items that you can apply or think about. So first off, if you are new, I'm Sarah, an account manager here at 21 Handshake. And I'm Ashley, also an account manager. My name is Alex, and I'm in charge of visual content. Today, we are talking about search engine results and click-through rates. And if the two match up, meaning just because you're number one in search engine results, does that mean you get clicked on the most? I mean, really, how savvy are consumers these days? Are they just clicking on the first thing they see, or are they moving down the page? So we're going to dive all into that. But first up... Let's go to our digital news segment where we talked about anything digital or social media related that has caught our attention over the last week. So first article up, Alex, that caught our attention was how YouTube counts views. And I feel like this would be a standalone topic on its own, but give us Cliff Notes version. Yeah, so there's a pretty simple description or a definition to what a YouTube view is. Um, and that is basically a viewer-initiated intended play of a YouTube video that's been de-spammed. Um, and what they mean by de-spammed is a video that does not have viruses um, and is selected and watched by one computer. Um, so they said that any website videos that autoplay do not count towards views. Oh, um, so it has to be on the YouTube platform that you're watching it and that correct. counts as a view. Correct. Got it. Because I um, think it used to be where if it was on the website, it would count oh, as a view. Interesting. Um, so you also, you cannot show up on, um, YouTube homepages or kind of like the recommended videos until you've reached 300 views. Um, and I know this used to happen a lot more, uh, several years ago, but there would, when a new video would get uploaded, sometimes it would hover around like the 299 or like 300, 301 mark. And that's because it was still like, it was, they were basically measuring or, or, um, identifying if the views were were legitimate views. Um, and then once it has basically processed those like 300 true views, then it starts like re-adding like the net or continuously adding the, the okay. normal view numbers. Hmm. Um, and so you have to get to 300 in order to be able to show up on like the recommended pages, the homepage, et cetera. Um, so that's wow, basically- I feel like most of those videos that are recommended have way more than 300 <laughs> views. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and I think that was more of a problem like way back when there mm -hmm. weren't as many videos right. happening. Um, but anyway, so that's that's basically the, the short of it. Okay. Well, very cool. So I guess if you have a very niche topic that people are looking for, get 300 views and get on the recommended would be my recommendation. <laughs> yeah. And so. it, even to the point where like it, it know, they know when a computer refreshes the page and like rewatches a video, it'll kick that view out. Oh, right. Wow. Smarter. Ooh, so yeah. much how they know about us. Okay. So Ashley, next story that caught our eye some alarming Instagram theories that are out there that a business profile on Instagram could be headed for the same decreased reach in the newsfeed as Facebook pages were, or are, mm -hmm. <laughs> rather. So what's the scoop? Why are people theorizing on this? What makes it so alarming? Yes, yeah, so um, if you haven't, if your business hasn't been on social media for a few years, you might not know that Facebook's algorithm used to be that 
if you were a business and you posted something, it would go to all of the people who liked your page. Um, when a lot of businesses started joining Facebook, they opted to decrease that um, in order to enhance user experience. So um, use, normal users weren't being bombarded with business messages. Um, that's kind of where that big algorithm change played an effect, um, only allowing like a certain percent to actually reach the user naturally, um, which is where their ad platform came in. So you could pay to push your messaging to those people. Um, there's talks that Instagram is going to be following the same method, um, that there are too many businesses mm. and that people's feeds are being bombarded with messaging that's not just you know your average user. Um, so if you're a business who is utilizing Instagram as one of your primary social media platforms to communicate with your audience, um, this is a story I would follow along. There's no like concrete plan that they've announced saying that this is going to happen. Um, but there have been some like issues, I yeah. guess, that have come up this year that leads most people to believe that this is coming. Um, yeah, it seems like I've noticed quite a few um, bigger Instagrammers out yeah. there who will visual, I mean, they'll complain in their stories that Instagram wants them to buy ads because they're yeah. getting decreased reach and et cetera, et cetera. And they're like, are you seeing my post? And yeah, and, and I think part of that comes from a lot of bigger businesses on Instagram are seeing a decrease in their metrics. Yeah. Their their posts are not getting to uh, people's feeds as easy as they once used to be able to. So um, even in this article, they say that there's a bunch of people who are, or earlier this year, were testing to see if mm. people could see their posts by posting a graphic that says, this is a test. Oh, okay. um, like huh. this, if you see it, which is interesting because if you know or have either listen to our podcast or looked into this. Um, most social media algorithms play into engagement. So if people are liking the post yeah, a lot, then, more people will see it. Yeah. So mm. I just thought that was so interesting that they were, and I think part of that, so yes, they were scared because their metrics are lower. Right. But by doing a test that says like this, if you can see it, would increase their engagement. Right, that's going to so, skew the results a little bit. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, so, mm. Instagram did say, I believe, that that was a rumor and that that was not happening. Um, in Yeah, they would not come out and say that. And I just yeah. have a feeling that this will be true. That is my theory um, yeah. or just thoughts because Zuckerberg is stepping in and yeah. paying more attention to Instagram. And yes. I think that, you know, and also they're a business. They want to monetize. They want people to buy ads. Yeah. And um, with a little oversaturation of ads on Facebook, yeah. well, then more people are going to be running them every, on Instagram. Every metric we've seen so far says that Instagram has grown significantly in the past couple of years. So that could be very, very, very true. Yeah. That it's being oversaturated and it's going to follow a very similar model to Facebook. Right. So that will be definitely something we will keep an eye on and report back. So this next story that caught my eye leads very nicely into our topic today. And it was by Spark 
Toro, who I've never heard of, but they had some interesting data. We're going to link this in the show notes, um, all these stories, so you can dig into them a little bit deeper if you want to. They reported, Spark Toro did, that um, we, being the public, have passed a milestone in Google's evolution from search engine to a walled garden. And what do they mean by that? They mean that as of June, for the first time, a majority of all browser-based searches did not result in a click. So that means users went on, they searched for something, they were able to find the answer by not even going to the website in question. They just maybe saw it in Google's answer box. Maybe they saw it in the meta description. Whatever happened, they did not um, go to the actual website. And I know this for myself. I do that all the time. I don't necessarily need to visit a website. I find the answer I'm looking for. If it's for a simple query, um, obviously something detailed that I really want to read up on, I'm going to click through. But um, just something to keep an eye on that um, Google, you know, they they might not want you to leave Google <laughs> when they're there. So yeah. That leads very nicely into today's topic because we are talking about organic click-through rates. So even if you are on page one, does that equate to a click? How um, you might want to structure your title tags, your um, keywords, um, your meta descriptions to get a click better. So we're going to dive into this new research um, that is from Backlinko. And this caught my eye. I'm not always clicking on stuff in my emails. I get so many a day. But this caught my eye just because Backlinko, and I believe his name is Brian Dean, they always have awesome research that is so insightful when it comes to understanding how search engine results work, how keywords work, how SEO works. They are kind of known as the experts in the field. So let's dive in to this report. And first off, they analyzed 5 million Google search results. So hopefully they were using AI or something like that, (laughs) because if someone had to manually do that, just shoot me now. (laughs) But that's a lot of data um, to go through. And Alex, let's just dive into that to the report here on what they they found out. So we're all going to kind of take, there were 10 data points that they uncovered, and we're all going to take a few and kind of dive in and discuss. And hopefully you can walk away with a little better SEO organic strategy after this podcast. So some fascinating statistics here to get us started. The number one Google organic search result has an average click-through rate of 31.7%. Which is high, but I actually feel that's a bit low. I would think that... It'd be almost like 80%. Yeah, I definitely expected that number to be higher. Uh, That being said, the number one organic result is 10 times more likely to receive a click compared to a page in the number 10 spot. Well, yeah, I would think that that makes sense to me. Well, I I guess I'm not surprised, but 10 times more likely. Like sometimes you don't find exactly the answer that you're looking for and you scroll down a little bit on Mm -hmm. page one. Sometimes it is there. But for there to be a 10x drop off is pretty incredible. So you're talking about 31.8. 7% to basically 3.1%. Yeah. yeah, and just forget it if you're on page two to five. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, um, like no one's clicking there. Uh, and organic click-through rate for positions seven through 10 is virtually the same. Okay. Um, therefore, moving up a few spots in the bottom of the first page may not result in more organic traffic. 
Okay, so okay, so basically, if you're seven, you're just as good as eight, nine, or ten. Yeah. Um. So definitely, I guess the key place to be here, the key takeaway, would be to be six and above. Yeah. Basically, so you don't have to scroll. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that would probably be um if you're on a desktop or laptop, maybe those six are even probably above the fold even. Right. And so. think about people's natural behaviors when they go to Google, even whether on your desktop or your phone, um, playing into this first metric here, the average click-through rate of 31.7%. We both, or we all thought that was maybe a little low. Um, but say I'm searching something in Google, we all scroll a little bit now. Everyone, I feel like we've talked to clients or prospective clients or whatever, um, always wanna be number one on Google. Yeah. But like that might not be um, as a like as big of a deal anymore, knowing people's behaviors. Well, that too. And it goes back to the study I just mentioned in our intro about mm-hmm. how 50 um, percent of um, results aren't even getting a click. So yeah. that totally goes to show, you know, Google is really emphasizing if it's a question related, especially mm-hmm. that Google answer box is right there. And how many searches are question related? So many. What time is? How do I fix? How you know? They're just question related these days. A lot of those intent searches on Google, and so yeah. Whereas it's surprising, it's kind of not when you start to think yeah. about it. Yeah, I actually this happened to me literally yesterday. I was researching a sports injury, and I I had typed in the name of it, and I literally got all the questions. All of my questions answered within like a couple scrolls, everything there was in the Google answer box or in that meta description or like that. It was all just right there and I didn't have to click on anything. Right. And I didn't even think about like that mm. user behavior, but that's very interesting that I just thought it was weird that that happened to me literally yesterday. <laughs> well, evening. right. Yeah. And I think a lot of times too, I know for myself, especially if maybe if it's something medical, um, those top results are like the well-known players. Maybe mm-hmm. they're Mayo Clinic or WebMD or, yes. yeah. you know, somebody who you already know has authority and you already trust because of who they are, how long they've been around. Mm-hmm. And those are always at the top spot. And yeah. so why go further? Because you already trust those sites. <laughs> True. <laughs> Absolutely. And so I don't know. So not to despair, though, you can get to number one. We have seen it happen for our clients. Um, but it does take work. And I believe we had talked to Justin from Yeah Local mm-hmm. earlier this um, year, and we'll link that show in our notes. But, you know, he did say, you know, to get to number one, it does take time. Yeah. So, true. you know, patience is, is uh, a virtue there. <laughs> so, Ashley, moving on to the next three that they talked about. Yeah. So this actually plays in really well with what Alex was just talking about, um, that the organic click-through rate for positions seven through 10 are virtually the same. So the report also says that moving up one spot on average in the search results will increase your click-through rate by 30.8%. Wow. So, However. Yeah. Okay. Caveat there. <laughs> um, on average, 30%. So if we actually break it down between like, say we're moving between the top 10 spots, the click-through rate percentage change is drastically different okay. depending if you're going from 10 to 9, um, 5 to 6, or 2 to 1. Um, so a good example here, they're saying, like Alex was saying, 7 through 10 is pretty much the same. Um, 
with going, say from like nine to eight is only a 5% change. Okay. However, and the probably the most drastic change is going from six to five. Your click-through rate on average will increase by 53%. Whoa. From six to five. Yes. Wow. That's actually the biggest change on the first page. Wow. Which I think is important to know, especially if you are tracking your metrics, you're watching, you're going on Google Analytics, you're trying to improve your click-through rate on your website, and you're working really hard and tracking those metrics every month, um, you might not see such a big jump going from two to one, where it's only 28%. Right, yeah, I know. I was just Googling myself here just to see what actually comes up when mm -hmm. you, you know, not, not myself, rather. I just typed in some query. Mm -hmm. um, and... Yeah, so actually it only above the fold on my desktop gives me the box, gives me a box, mm -hmm. gives me a search result, mm -hmm. and then gives me the answer box. And I still have to scroll down to get to the second one, third mm -hmm. one, fourth one, fifth. So interesting there. Very interesting. Little, little true test there. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, what was uh, some more that you, we discovered? So mm -hmm. next it says title tags that contain a question have a 14.1% higher click-through rate versus pages that don't, which... Title tag being... Like um, the bolded the headline. query. Yeah, the headline. The dark blue font that you see. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which makes sense, right? Most of us when we're typing into Google are asking a question. Therefore, the answers that come up as a question, it's like, okay, that is the question I was asking. They must have the answer. Yeah. So um, if you're trying to improve your click-through rate or search results, um, maybe include a question in your headline. Yeah. How many times do we tell clients they need a frequently asked page or yeah. use frequently asked questions as your blog post? If, um, if you're not familiar with marketing either, it can be like, why do I need a frequently asked questions page? But it is such a big deal for your website and SEO. Well, Google wants to serve people the most relevant result. And if you have the same exact question that a user is typing in, well, that just matches the user's exactly. intent and Google knows that. And so they're going to surf up that result. Exactly. No matter how, you know, obviously even better if it's a really niche topic that you're yeah. like, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I can't even, why is my white masonite door not shutting all the way yeah you know something like that i mean people are typing that in and yeah. so are you know not to say that that door doesn't shut but people are getting that nitty-gritty about the details that they're typing in exactly <laughs> and kind of along that same line our next one says title tags between 15 and 40 characters have the highest click-through rate which i think plays into this the amount of space that shows up on google yeah. so if your headline is so long that it has to you know trail off with the dot 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 and me as the user can't actually see what the headline fully is um i'm not going to click on it yeah the dot 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 does i mean definitely you want that the bulk of what in yes, the main thing, I want to be able to dot, know dot. what the headline, what the article is about yep. within 15 to 40 characters. Totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. So kind of going on with that, um, the next data point they uncovered was that a URL that contains a keyword has a 45% higher click through rate compared to URLs that don't contain a keyword. So I think that probably plays into um, 
you know, definitely a user's looking at it and we're pretty savvy these days. And if the question of maybe the title doesn't match the URL, you know, we kind of notice that. And like I said, you know, like it's either going to be a click or not a click. And so if you say, um, you know, like, so they had this example, and I'll just use their example in the article. Um, for example, someone searches for weekend trips. Would they rather click on a URL that says travel.com forward slash weekend trips? Or would they click on travel.com forward slash travel page? They're going to click on weekend trips because that is more applicable to what they are searching yeah. for. I want to know weekend trips. I just don't want to know general travel page information that may or may not be the information I'm looking for. I'm in a hurry. I need to get on with my weekend plans. <laughs> so just something to be mindful of. Google itself says to do this. So, you know, if Google's saying to do it, just do it. <laughs> so anyways, next up would be adding power words to your title tag may actually decrease your click-through rate. So example of power words might be things like secret, powerful, ultimate, perfect, best, um, insane, amazing. And I found this one surprising because it seems like back in the day, um, those that's what we recommended, the shock and awe title. But now they're saying, eh, not so much. That might decrease your click-through rate. Um, so... They're great for grabbing attention on social media. Not so great on Google as Google looks at those as clickbait. I have kind of Makes a little sense. theory about this, and that's because I think we've sort of been desensitized, like you're just saying, to seeing them so often on ads on social yeah. media. What is on the back end of that ad or like whatever they're trying to get you to almost always has an opt-in, I feel like, if it has mm. those types of words in it. It's like, oh, you know, this, the powerful plan, the secret plan to X success, yeah. whatever. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, I'm definitely going to have to give them my email to get that information. Yeah. And that's why people, I think, have gotten more hesitant. Speaking to what we were, I think, talking about last week, um, people want information, but still stay anonymous. Exactly. Yep. So definitely, you know, this makes sense. So definitely go with something that's not a power word if you are trying to um, get better click-through rate. So, but following up with that is emotional titles may improve your click-through rate. <laughs> so, you know, you got to know the difference between an emotional title or a power word. So emotional title, meaning something that's a positive or negative sentiment. Um, so, I don't know. They said the theory here is that sentiment is a more nuanced metric than the presence or absence of a power word. So, write something emotionally charged without a power word, and it is more likely to get a click through. So, um, you know, go for something positive. I don't know, maybe... You know, I don't, I'm trying to think of something off the top of my mind and nothing's coming to my mind of what might be something positive. Um, How to see. improve your certain tracking results. Right, right. Um, okay, here's some tears of joy, make you cry, is it cute, shock to see, melt your heart. Something yeah. about happiness. Yeah. yeah. To, you know, especially the cute people want to, oh, that's so cute. Or, um, 
Yeah, or something like maybe you're pointing out something important on your business or man one deck improved his family get togethers <laughs> for four generations i don't know wow okay cool improved his get togethers or whatnot so think about those what drives emotion i think that just goes back to humans we just you know mm-hmm. are kind of drawn to that <laughs> and last thing that they went over in this report was writing meta descriptions for your pages may result in a higher click-through rate. And this has been known for a long time. So while Google says, no, we don't look at meta descriptions as nothing to do with your ranking. I don't know. That's Google. They're saying that. But I think it kind of does. And especially from a user's perspective. They might say that they might not look at meta descriptions, but people do. And that's where people are getting part of that answer um, to whatever they're Googling without having to click on the link. Right. So, you know, use, write your meta descriptions, make it something unique. Um, I love the, I love Yoast SEO plugin in WordPress. Um, you know, while it's not, you know, it's not going to make your SEO perfect. It is kind of a mental checklist of have I wrote a unique meta description that is different than what's being automatically pulled in? Am I including some keywords in my post, in my title, in my URL? Um, for heaven's sakes, they give you a green smiley face if you have all those things on point. <laughs> I was so. going to say, like, all of this sounds really overwhelming. But if you are trying to improve your website, like search ranking or click-through rate install something like seo yoast to have a checklist yeah just to kind of okay i'm doing all that i know to Mm. do to the best of my ability and if that's what your business can afford then just do it the yoast seo plugin is free just go and try to optimize your things the best that you can and definitely we will link this article so you can dive into it a little bit better find out more about organic click-through rates so like ashley just said this is all can be all very confusing search engine results (laughs) page serp as we call it high click-through rates high ctrs organic click-through rates it can it can get pretty uh intense pretty fast so we want to know does this make you nervous? Are you scared by it? Maybe you aren't quite where you need to be, but you aren't sure aren't sure how to get there. Well, not to shamelessly plug, but we will. We have a new nine-step system that will increase your search dominance because it's just not one thing you should be doing. It's a lot of things nine to be specific. So we're having a free webinar on September 11th that will go over how to go from like a vague presence to market leader. So check out our show notes for the link to register. And that's all I'll shamelessly plug about that, Mm -hmm. but it will be amazing. So did you like this episode? Hint, yes. Then like, subscribe and share with a friend. Until next time.